and welcome to If Cage Walls Could Talk, your weekly heart-to-heart on all things animals. My name is Jody Whitaker, and I am the founder and executive director of the Chicago Alliance for Animals, the Partnership to Ban Horse Carriages Worldwide, and the Center for Ethical Science. This show was created and brought to you by my all-grassroots volunteer organizations working to liberate animals from suffering and pain. Uh, Before I introduce my first guest today, I want to read a little something about what we're going to be talking about. Unlike traditional homemade meat sausages, the casing is not made of intestine, but of plant-based ingredients. So based on that, I want to introduce you to my guest, Brian Gervas, owner of Chicago Not Dogs. Hello, Jody. Hi, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much for that Italian beef (laughs) from last Saturday that Neiman from Kale My Name brought. Uh, I ate it on Sunday and uh, it was, I've never ordered one in my life. Like that's just before I went veg or vegan. That was never something that really appealed to me, but I love hot jardinera. So put it together and it was delicious. (laughs) Well, thanks. It's our it's our, our feature sandwich for sure. Yeah, is it a big seller? It is. It, you know, like especially here in Chicago. You know, right. We, we originally opened in San Diego, and uh, now, now that we're back to Chicago, like um, it's 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 interesting. You know, like well, yeah. So um, so tell us about Chicago Not Dogs, and I know that you were in San Diego, like you said. So give us a little background of why you formed and all that. Yeah, yeah. So we um, uh, you know the the. The Chicago hot dogs was kind of born as a, as just Chicago hot dogs, like in San Diego. Like we like uh, my family moved to San Diego at the time, and it's a pretty pretty big vegan town. And uh, right. we um we we learned pretty quickly that people in San Diego had never had a Chicago style hot dog, which was a shock to me. And, and it shouldn't be a shock, but you know I, I lived here in Chicago my entire life, and I finally like left Chicago and got to California. And I think a lot of people just don't ever leave their their natural like you know beginnings, mm-hmm. because, and you don't realize how 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 uh, regional things are and the Chicago style hot dog is exactly that like they like you can't you can't buy poppy seed buns you can't buy um sport peppers you can't like you can't get jardinere what they call jardinere is not jardinere (laughs) on the shelves in San Diego and so it's a it's an interesting thing so we um that that was kind of the impetus of of, like we're we're interested in vegan you know I've been vegan for about five or six years at that point Uh, we had uh, we had some friends that were doing a vegan food marts and so we so I just we decided just as a goof to uh, a side gig to just to just straight it was just Chicago style hot dogs and we did we did farmers markets uh, we did vegan fests and we're just we we figured it was it was a you know if you're vegan and you're looking for fun food like what's what's more fun than than a hot dog with all the vegetables on on top of it yeah and and San Diegans loved it you know like and that I mean like you said it's such an iconic part of Chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't put ketchup on it. Yeah, don't, we didn't. Yeah, that was, they didn't understand that at the, at the, there, but like I, you know, I gave them a little bit of leeway there in San Diego. Yeah. So they're in like California that. there. <laughs> so, uh, so you were in uh, farmer's markets, uh, uh, and where were you in San Diego? And uh, uh, North Park area. It was like you know the San Diego is a like a very similar to Chicago, a lot of neighborhoods, but you know North mm-hmm. Park is kind of like one of the like one of the uh, more vegan friendly you know chunks, I guess, of San Diego. So that's kind of where we where we started. And um, you know COVID hit yeah, like while we were while we were running the, the tent. So now so now there was no more tent going on. Okay. So I was I was a, I was a teacher at the time. I was stuck at home, like you know. And so we I started tinkering with an Italian beef recipe, you know, like a, just just for a goof. Like I was trying to for the for my family really just to feed us. I would, uh-huh. I, you know, I'd go to the store and you know, and I'd buy some of the artificial like beef that was available in the store, and it cost me like thirty dollars for a family of five, you know, wow. to buy this. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I can make this, you know. And so, and so we so we I goofed around with it, and then we we hit a recipe and that like that like I think really stuck and um 
you know that that was kind of the impetus of the of the restaurant then you know, like we we had we had the dogs we could do sausages easy you know we, we were using beyond meat sausage that was easy and you know and then we were able to we, i had the italian beef we had a, we had a great chicken that we were making also those are those are, um a soy product we were getting that from a, another friend and we had a restaurant, you know, and so that was, that was Chicago Nat Dogs, and we uh, we opened in, in San Diego, and it was uh, it was great. Like San Diegans had never had an Italian beef, and the, you know, and so it was great. But they didn't have <laughs> like to compare me. it to anything. Yeah, <laughs> they just had it, and they were like, "Oh, it's a great sandwich." Yeah, yeah, delicious, great roll. Uh, so, when did you open in San Diego? Uh, we opened in 2020. Oh, right during yeah. COVID. Yeah, right, right, right. The very, like the very end. So like maybe twenty, maybe 2021, beginning of 2021. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was right when like everyone was coming out of COVID. Nice. At the time, and yeah. then um, you know, so, so we were there, and it was it was it was it was relatively successful. And then you know, we had some family reasons. I had to come back to Chicago, and um, and so as I got, came back to Chicago, I started teaching, and then I was trying to find an avenue to relaunch it here in Chicago. I figured I figured well, let's let's see what this this place can do in Chicago, you know, and uh, and I started in a cloud kitchen over in Avondale, mm-hmm. like, so just doing I've a, been there. just doing delivery and carry out, uh, and that's all it was. So like it's kind of a weird space, but it's like, you know, like you're in a little kitchen and all by yourself, and just like just like waiting for that beep, and then you make another <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> when I went and made my way there, um, I don't know when that was, but uh, I just had to go check it out, and I walked in, and it was yeah, I was kind of turned around. Oh, it's not a sit-down restaurant, but it was it was still great. So, is that spot still there? It is not. Oh we, no, that was kind of like our you know, our, our first spot, and then uh, the, the food hall opened. Yeah. Uh, so the X Market food hall you know, came and um, you know they actually came and found me. Like you know they they were looking for a, a Chicago style hot dog place to be one of their like founding like re- restaurants, and they, and they I was kind of already uh, established and. Only for a few months at the time, which was kind of cool. But um, they came to me and like I was like, yeah, let's do this. This is this is exactly where I want to be. Great. And so we um and so now we're, we're there and we're just you know and now you know the, now the test is really on because now I'm, I'm bringing Italian beef to Chicagoans and so now people know what it's supposed to taste like and the and the news has been just like great reviews. You know, like pe- people are like like this is an Italian beef. You're right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and so you're at X Market. We we talked about that at our show last weekend, and um, uh, which is located at uh, it's 804 West Montrose. Yep. So Montrose and very close to the lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so why why are you doing this work? I mean, why is this your calling? Um, yeah. I think I think uh, you know what, I was a teacher for a long time, right? And, and when you're a teacher, you have a philanthropy, right? You know, because you don't teach for the money. Sure. Right? You, you, teach, you teach because it's it's you know I loved math, I loved teaching math, and it was it was a and like I loved coaching sports and I loved working with kids and like those are fun things. And you know, like at, at some point, you know, after doing it for twenty or twenty five years, it was it was it was just time to to do something new, right? And you know, and my and I have a new philanthropy now, and my new philanthropy is is vegan. You know, like uh, like I'm vegan now. And uh, I tell people all the time I live by two two fundamental truths in my life. Right, N- number one is everybody needs to be vegan, and number <laughs> and number two is like I can't make anybody vegan. You know, right. Like, like wow, I that's interesting. I, you know, I, I'm I'm not the person that's going to go into Chipotle and throw and throw you know red paint on everybody and call them murderers and you know like like it's just you know like that's not that's not in my nature. And uh-huh. nor, nor do I think is that a productive way to to help people. You know? I agree. So, I agree. So my my productive method is, is like if I'm going to bring you delicious food, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start, you know, I'm going to start showing you that, that, that you can still have some of the delicious treats that you've had in your entire life and be vegan. It's not that scary. Exactly. So it's educational. Mm-hmm. You were a teacher. Are you teaching anymore? I'm not. No. Okay. So, but you were teaching, but what you're doing now is teaching too. And you're providing an amazing 
amazing food and healthy food. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to read a quote uh, from the World Health Organization. According to WHO, the World Health Organization, processed meats like hot dogs, bacon, and sausages are carcinogenic and a major cause of colorectal cancer. The WHO classifies processed meats as a group one carcinogen, which means there's strong evidence that they cause cancer. So, yeah, hot dogs and all those smoked meats, uh, bacon, they... They're literally causing cancer like smoking, which uh, when I arrived today, we had a quick conversation because I've got a dry cough. (laughs) And I truly believe it's from years and years of uh, breathing secondhand smoke. I've never smoked in my life, uh, but I grew up with it. Uh, I worked in bars when I got here without a job uh, back then when you could smoke in bars. uh, And I actually worked at an animal protection organization downtown where I breathe secondhand smoke as my boss and our financial director both smoked in the office. So um, I get this dry cough uh, about once or twice a year, but I feel fine. I'm not sick. I have energy. So, um, you know, consuming meats like this is almost on the level of smoking. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Again, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor, but the WHO, the World Health Organization, is is telling us it. So, so what makes Chicago Not Dogs? Which, by the way, I love the name. I mean, it's perfect. Thank you, Chicago Not Dogs. Uh, what makes your products uh, healthy or better than your average meat hot dog? Well, I'll answer that with a with a, a funny like scenario that comes up often, like I'll, I'll be standing behind the counter at the, at, at the restaurant and, you know, and most people are very polite and, you know, and like, and, and, the, and the, most people are definitely not rude, but I, I can always tell when someone has that, like, you know, that like really inquisitive slash, like, like not really sure they even want to like try the dog. And, and they, and they come up to me and they say, you know, and they, they walk up to the counter and say, what's in your hot dog? You know, and, and, my, and my and my question now is just I just look at them and say, "What's in your hot dog?" <laughs> you know, and, and, like, and that's exactly the reaction I get. Like they, they go they go instantly from on the offensive to like laughing and yeah. on the defensive because right. they, they know they exactly what I'm wanna, talking about. Yeah, you don't want to even look into that. Yeah, right? I can tell you exactly what's in my hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's wheat and, and vegetables and it's spices. You know what I mean? Like and, and like and that's and that's what it is. You know, and so and, and so our Italian beef, it's you know, it's 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 it's, it's wheat gluten and it's you know some our, our, our special spices and everything. Thing and you know, like I, I can tell you exactly what's inside of it. You know, exactly. like, and, and the things that are inside of it are, are things that are not um, on anyone's list of, of of carcinogens or or or, or whatever. You know, and so that's so that's. You know, when when I look at it like that, you know, like 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 that's you're you're right. I mean, like some of the processed meat and like you know, and our stuff is. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to say the other vegan things in the other markets are, are more or less processed, but I mean, if they're on the shelf and they're and they're in a package, you know, like like there's got to be some processing going on. And so one of the things that I think we really like to to, to have for people is, you know, you can come get a, a fresh lunch meat sandwich at our at our place, and and, and, it, and it's uh, we just made the we just made the beef, right? Or we just made the turkey, as we call it. You know, yeah. And like and, we, and we're and we're slicing it fresh, you know, and like and it's and it's coming right, you know, right on the bun, kind of like the the what's what's the uh, one with the mic the. Uh, Danny DeVito's doing the commercials for him. Oh, the, Jersey Mike. Yeah, the Jersey Mike's. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're slicing it fresh. You know, like <laughs> we're trying to get our slicer up there too, so you can see we're slicing it fresh. That's yeah. fun. But mm-hmm. so that, that that's you know like uh, that's kind of where I'm at on the on the hot dog contents. Yeah. Exactly, and there's all there's always, especially on social media, on if you have vegan pages, there are going there are going to be and there are always are trolls 
who must have a lot of time on their hands to go on vegan pages and talk about you know, all the chemicals in our products and all the uh, artificial ingredients. And really, that's not true. Yes, there could be some artificial ingredients, and uh, but mostly it's plant. It it's actually made from vegan products are made from plants. Yeah, things that you're going to eat that whether you're vegan or not, that are simply plants. And they'll say things like, well, why do you want your hot dog to look and taste like a regular hot dog? Uh, well, you know, we didn't grow up. Most people, anyway, of a certain age did not grow up vegan. We ate meat and we ate uh, cheese and dairy products and milk and eggs before we went vegetarian or vegan. So. It doesn't just going vegan. We aren't doing it. Most people aren't doing it because they don't like the taste. They're doing it for the animals. So we do crave certain things. Uh, so and when you talk about processing, the meat you're eating is processed. I mean, you're not they take a cow, a pig, a chicken, a turkey, and you're not eating that the way it looks. There's a lot of processing involved to get it to look like a nugget. Okay, so I don't want to hear about all the processing that goes into vegan food. <laughs> Speaking of that, or I guess a segue here is one of the things that I that made me walk to your location that day was a pizza puff. Because <laughs> I remember back in the day uh, when I first moved to Chicago and my girlfriends and I would maybe drink a little too much at times. We would go to a place on Clark Street. Uh, it's all hot dogs and bad food, French fries, cheese fries. Uh, but I would get a pizza puff, mm -hmm. and I love those. And uh, so to get a vegan pizza puff, that was exciting. Yeah. Well, our, you know, my, my mission statement for the restaurant is we're 100% authentic Chicago-style food that's, that's heart, you know, I call it heart-healthy and vegan. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and like... And, and that's and that's like when my, my chef and I are or when we, when we think about new concepts or new things to put on the menu, it has to pass that test, right? And so like you know, you're right, the, the pizza puff, like the like everything on that menu. When people come and talk to me at the at the restaurant, I say this menu is an homage to myself, because because this everything on this menu I grew up eating and I love, right. and like you know, including our, our newest special we just started, we're just starting today actually, is pulled pork sliders. Okay. And like 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 and that scratches a huge itch for me. You know, like like <laughs> like, like, I, like I can't tell you the last time I had a pulled pork sandwich, and like I just I just loved it. You know? Yeah. Like it was just it was just a taste and a texture I loved, and now like we, we've nailed it. We have a little pretzel bun, you know, and it's super fun. So it's like so like every, everything we do is about is about like you just said bringing me back to. You know the things that I loved, and and that and that and that brings me back to my you know like I can't make people vegan, but I but I can offer them things that that that, that can remind them that food is still delicious. You know the the same thing you used to have and back in the day, I, you can still have it now. You know and you don't have to feel bad about it, and you don't have to have the meat like uh, the, what comes along with the meat and dairy that goes into your body, and you know and like and then of course everything else that comes along with you know meat production and so forth. So uh, tell us more about uh, the menu at Not uh, Chicago Not Dogs. What else? Do you have so we do um, so so we, you know on the, on the dog menu we do Chicago style dogs uh, we do chili cheese dogs we make our own chili in house which is fun um, uh, we, we we have a we have a nice yellow melted cheese for that uh, we do uh, corn dogs it's one of our more, oh, more wow. popular ones it's a fun one yeah. um, we have one we just call it the minimalist it's just a plain dog you know and I'll put ketchup on it it's fine you know, like, don't, <laughs> don't 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 crucify me here but like yeah well well yeah well. I can't, I can't fight everybody. It's, it's, I've told people that before. Like, would you, would you put ketchup on? I'm like, you know, I just want you to be vegan. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you on the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I've never quite understood that. 
but you know it's a yeah. Chicago thing. So, uh, and I actually am a huge mustard fan. I'm mm-hmm. not a ketchup fan. I, I same. If if I use ketchup, it might be occasionally for a French fry, but um, other than that, I never use ketchup. But mustard, <laughs> I had a um, the other night. I had a pretzel, and nothing better on a salted pretzel than yep. good mustard. Yep. So, uh, and I I read a quote. Um, when I was doing some research for today about uh, that, something that President Barack Obama said about c- ketchup on a hot dog, you know, and he said, uh, it's okay until you're seven. <laughs> I, I don't have the exact quote, but something to the effect of it's okay to have ketchup on a hot dog, but not past seven years old, <laughs> which is very funny. That's and funny. that's very Chicago. That's so. funny. Uh, sorry about yeah, that. No, Go on. Yeah, no, so so we have, a, and then our you know our, our sandwiches. So we have our Italian beef sandwich. That's kind of, that's probably our our, our prize sandwich. Yeah, well, like, like a, that's that's a, that's a fun one. Uh, we do an Italian beef. We have an Italian sausage sandwich, and then we do a combo. You know, like you know, people who love their their combo from the past of beef and a sausage in the same sandwich. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Um, uh, we do a, we do a breaded steak sandwich, which is an homage to a, to another like a restaurant around the city that like uh, used to have a breaded steak that I used to love to eat. You know, okay. So, so mm-hmm. I, I, I eat that all. That's a that's a fun one. Um, and then we we do cold subs. So so our, our my, my same Italian beef before we make it into Italian beef, it, it cuts right off the the loaf cold, and it tastes just like roast beef. You know, wow. like, and so so we do have a roast beef and a and a and a turkey cold sub, um, and then we do the fun sides. You know, we do fresh cut fries, of course. I mean, like that's Chicago style. And um, we do um, we we make our own mozzarella sticks in house. That's probably I've had those. Our, <laughs> our second favorite, our, our second biggest seller. You know, you know, like vegans come in there, and and like that is something that they that no vegans had, and, and like. There are some that they sell in the store, but like these are these are legit. You know, like right. we, got the, we got the cheese pole, we got pictures. You know, it's a lot yep. of fun. And then, like I said, the pizza puff. We do some uh, fried pickle spears. Um, Those uh, are always and, good. And we're doing shakes too when you're there. So if you come, you can get like a like a chocolate shake or a vanilla shake, or we have some uh, uh, root beer float. So nice. And then we just kind of run specials. Like right now, our specials are not worst. We call it, you know, and then we have a, um, a meatball sub going, and then like it's like I said, today we're about to roll out the uh, jet, the bar- barbecue pork sliders, like pulled pork sliders. It'll be fun. That's a lot of items on a, on a menu when you have a, you know, in the food hall, uh, and like a big restaurant, that's a, a big menu, a big uh, d- um, variety. Yeah, it is. I think a lot of our food is is diverse that we can we can you know, we can move it into different categories. Like I said, like the like the roast beef and the Italian beef, you know, like and the and the breaded steak sandwich. You know, they all come from the same seitan loaf that we make in house. Okay. Know, and so, so we're able to make it kind of versatile and go from there. And different seasonings yeah. and and yeah. such to make it yeah. different. Yeah. Interesting and awesome. Uh, where do you want to go next with this? Uh, do you have more plans for Chicago Not Dogs or other locations? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say I have, I have two, two two big goals. I, I think the first and immediate goal is to is to is to start launching my uh, Italian beef sandwich into other restaurants and bars that don't have a plant based option. I've already got two or three lined up right now that are ready to ready to um to, to start picking it up. But it's it's easy for us. We can we can make it. We can slice it. We can have it delivered. You know, and so you know anybody out there who, who is who's interested or or knows of a bar or a, or a restaurant that like just doesn't have a plant based option, I'm finding many owners are they're they're very amicable. Is the idea they're like they're like yeah, I don't have anything on my menu, and what better thing to have than a Chicago style Italian beef that's really good? You know, I love like, that. And if, if some vegan comes into your bar or your restaurant and is, and is looking for like you know something besides Brussels sprouts or cauliflower, you know, and like like you have you have something like really nice to bring to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So, so how can uh, can one thing I do with the Chicago Alliance for Animals on our social media 
mainly Facebook, is I put out what's called a daily action alert. And uh, at least once or twice, uh, most of them are about our current campaigns to free Spur the Tortoise, free Rocky the Coyote, ban horse carriages around the world. Uh, But I try to throw in one or two a month where we urge various restaurants or, or big chains to offer more vegan options, such as Denny's or IHOP. Uh, but this would be a great idea to, you know, to reach out to some bars and restaurants in Chicago and urge them to put some Chicago Not Dogs products on their on their menu. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, the, and the beef is so easy, you know. Like, and that, that's that's my that's my that's kind of why I spearhead it, and, and it's also our, you know, it's something we make and. And, it's, and, we, and, I, and people you know, love it. I've, I've tried the competitors and anyone who's vegan around town has tried that. You know, there, there's some big, big box, uh, you know, chains that are that are pushing a, a, a vegan beef sandwich. But, but people who have come to our place and had that have had it like 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 and I'll tell everybody I'll take the beef challenge from anybody. <laughs> you know, so anyone wants to come and compare and you know and give it a try. I give free samples every day to people like because I, I want them to try it. You know, they, they thank me for the sample. And I'm like, thank you for trying it. You know, like, cause yeah. I, cause I, you know, like, like it's important. You know, to to start, you know, make making that move. So I would love to have you come on again sometime. Um, my sister in law mentioned this to me the other day in the car. She listens to talk radio as well, and she said sometimes they'll have restaurants come in and they do taste tests and things like that. You should come in and uh, so we can do a Facebook live and show the food. I mean, I'm happy to pay for it, but love to. But show it, and we can taste test it and have a couple of my guests come in. And really show it off. I'd love to do that for you. Uh, And uh, it's a great idea. So, yeah, definitely if you're listening and you live in Chicago or Chicagoland and you you frequent a bar or a restaurant and they don't have good vegan options for you, uh, reach out to them and mention Chicago Not Dogs and how he could bring uh, Chicago Italian beef or Chicago Not Dogs or any even the sides too. you know, some mozzarella sticks. Uh, cheese, vegan cheese fries. Yeah. That's always a, yeah. everybody loves those. <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine like restaurants and bars can do that on their own. You know, like uh, everyone, they got their own fryer, you know, they got their cheese, they, they can get the cheese, you know, and, you know, but, like, you know, we, we have a couple of special menu items, like you said, like the mozzarella sticks and maybe the Italian beef, like those are things that we make that, that you know, maybe, maybe they wouldn't be wanting to make in their own kitchen, you know, mm-hmm. and, and go from there. And I think most vegans ideally would love to support an all vegan company. So it, like some of the big box stores that might be selling a vegan Italian beef, you'd rather know that it's coming from an actual vegan company than a company that sells a vegan Italian beef and a regular Italian beef. For sure. For sure. I mean, if you don't have a lot of options, most people will settle. But if in a perfect world, we would love to uh, support an all vegan company. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, part of it, you know, going back to the mission statement for me, you know, like, 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 I, I need to help people be vegan, right? And and I and no one and not everybody who comes to the food hall and oh, put it this way, not everybody is coming to the food hall, right? So so we need to, you know, we need to like branch out into places where that where people are that are not vegan, you know, and like and, and start to help them, you know, just have a little taste. You know? And there's food deserts in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that would work too. I know January is coming up. January is a big month for a lot of people to like to kind of refresh and reset their taste buds, and mm-hmm. you know, like, and you know, like, and so that like that's a 
a great opportunity, meatless Mondays that people try to are participate. In, you know, and I love the fact that people are doing that. You know, the people that generally eat meat and, the, and they're still well, scared of it, but they're but they're reading more and they're becoming educated and they're saying, you know what, maybe I need to cut back my meat and dairy just a little bit. You know, maybe I'll participate in meatless Monday. You know, or maybe yep. this January I'm gonna I'm really gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be plant based for a, for a month and just see how I feel. You know, and we're here. And that's that's what it's all about. There's no if you can find out about veganism or the cruelty of the meat industry, slaughterhouses, factory farms, uh, the cages the animals are in 24-7 before they're slaughtered, taken away from their um, their mothers and taken away from their babies, uh, and you want to make a difference, and you can go vegan overnight, I applaud you. But if you can't, that's okay. Most people can't. I didn't. I It took me a while, and... You know, when I decided to go vegetarian first, I would cheat. There were certain times I'd mm-hmm. cheat, and then the next morning I didn't feel so good about it. But you kept fighting. I kept fighting. You kept pushing. I kept pushing myself to get there. You don't have to do it overnight. It's baby steps. Start with a meatless Monday, and there's so many options on social or social media, of course. But the internet. Just do a search about how to incorporate more vegan products into your life. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I went vegan maybe eight years ago and it was hard back then, you know, like my, you know, sure. at, at the time we're, we're going to restaurants and we're, we're literally making our own meals off of like, I'll, I'll have a little bit of this, 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 put on a plate, you know, yep. but now it's, it's, I mean, it really is easy. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to trivialize it, but it, but it's really easy to be vegan now. Compared it, to, it, you know, yeah. decades ago, for sure. Yeah. You can almost always find something. Yep. And uh, and I love your company because of what you do. So, uh, what else do you want to tell us? Anything we're missing here? Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, like uh, I, you know, like, I, you know, the the the, edu- the education part, like you said, I think is important. You know, like I think, um, you know. The conversation earlier about the processed meat and the and the foods, I think I think the the the, the misnomer that people get about processed food, even when they talk about processed vegan food and like and the detriments it might have to society or or, or your health or whatever, it's 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 not about the the it's it's not about the the the, the um, uh, it's not about the, the how it was made. It's what what it's made of. Sure. Right? And so the processing, you know, and like, you know, like, like, you know, processed foods are, are, are bad for you, like, because they're, mo- mo- because they have meat and dairy in them, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right. like, like, and that, and so, and so for someone to make the jump and say like, oh, well that, if that, if that like vegan thing is processed, it's also going to be bad for you. Like, the, like, that's not it's what not the data true. suggests. That's, that's not at all what the data suggests. You know, exactly. Like the, the data is, is, is about the, is about the overconsumption of, of meat and dairy, especially in the American diet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, I can be honest when you look at the data, the data suggests that you're not going to kill yourself by eating a little bit of meat here and there. I mean, like, you know, not that I support that, but like, you know, like, but that's what the data says. But our, our, our American diet is just way over the top. You mm-hmm. know I mean, like, just like, like, you know, so much so that, you know, people are concerned about, um, about the cost of vegan food and, and it's not going to be long, you know, because you know, when the government stops subsidizing, you know, meat and dairy products, which is going to be soon, you know, like, you know, it, it, and then, then your gallon of milk is going to cost $20 a gallon. And then you're going to start really reconsidering it, you know, just like uh, when a pack of cigarettes costs $80 now, you know, or whatever it costs or for a carton or, you know, like it's, it's like, you know, like that, that's, that's a detriment to, or that's a, you know, that, that's something that, that slows people down and, and like helps them understand like, well, maybe I shouldn't be smoking so much, you know, like maybe, oh, I didn't realize it was so expensive. Well, the government was subsidizing it before. Right. And now they're not. 
you know, and like, and then pretty soon that's going to happen to the meat and dairy industry and, and everyone's going to be able to get their steak and their potato or, and their, and their milk. Don't worry, but it's just going to cost you a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you're going to start to find that the vegan options are going to be the, the cheaper ones. They're going to be on par with, with the cost of other things and they're going to be healthier for you. But so, even so, when you go to a restaurant and you look at the cost of, uh, for example, a friend of mine sent me, uh, an image from a menu that they went out on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and to a steak and seafood place. And they had three vegan options and they were so much cheaper, they, like vegan meatballs than, than steak. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of myths and fallacies about vegan food that it's so expensive and that it's so processed. And and like you said, yes, you, you've got to make wheat turn into a hot dog or into an Italian beef. But it's wheat. We all consume meat and bread and all sorts of products. It's just a matter of working that wheat and water and spices into a tasty product. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, it's not about the processing. It's about the final product and what it's what is in it. So if it's full of I don't even want to mention. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> because if you have done any research about what is in a hot dog, you know what can be in one. Uh, so it's not again about the processing. It's not about the time take that it takes to make a product uh, a delicious vegan memory of what you ate when you were a child or when you were twenty uh, something. Uh, it's about what's in it that is so important to state because again the trolls who uh, just always want to say to vegans and I know mentioned this again uh, earlier but again why do you want to eat that a good friend of mine mentioned this to me back in the day she said I don't understand why why you want to eat something that looks and tastes like what it is why don't you just eat the real thing and i looked at her and i I love her she's a good friend Mm -hmm. i looked at her and i'm like i don't you understand i don't want to eat animals i don't want to be part of suffering (laughs) so i don't understand why people don't get that but that's why it's all about education because not everybody understands why veganism veganism is a thing They, they they just may be unaware of all of the suffering yeah, well, we live in the information age now, which is lucky. You know, I mean, like, and so that's the, that's the, and it's turning quickly. I mean, like, you can see all that, you know, there's some great specials on Netflix now. There's some great, there's a, there's a lot of great documentaries that are, that are helping people just like, you know, really take a look at, you know, from, uh, you know, my favorite one is the Game Changers, because you know, I'm kind of an athlete. Uh-huh. And, you know, and that, and that one really focuses on the, on the athletic part and the, you know, I got my shirt on, you know, keep calm, plants have protein. <laughs> You know, Love it because yeah you know, because like like that's like you know I'm I'm done with that question. My my Italian beef sandwich is 80 grams of protein. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and nobody in it's not a thing to be sick from lack of protein. There are no, no. pandemics, epidemics, people going to hospitals for lack of protein. It's not a thing, people. No. Uh, everything has protein. Yep, everything. And in fact, and I didn't don't have a statistic. I wish I actually had a statistic on this, but too much protein is a thing in the United States. Yep. It's a part of why we are heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and so many uh, of the U.S. diseases uh, that affect the majority uh, is because of too much animal protein. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I had looked that up because it's so true. And that's another one of those myths and fallacies that we are constantly bombarded with. Where do you get your protein? And, and usually I'll just look at people and I'm like, look at me. I'm not a skinny mini. I'm not falling over. Right. I'm not. I'm never sick. Uh, I get a stupid dry cough. But I know most vegans uh, that I know are rarely sick. Yeah. Well, you know, near and dear to my heart, you know, like, um, you know, like v- vegan food has no cholesterol. Right. You know, and, and like, and that's a big thing, you know, and like, and I have, you know, I have a couple of parents that both have, you know, the pill box, you know, yep. that, that they have full, full of pills that they take, you know, they have ones for the cholesterol, ones for this that hurts the cholesterol. You know, they have, it's like the cycle of, you know, and, and you know, like, and it frustrates me that, you know, sometimes when I find out the doctors aren't, that, you know, the doctors are willing to prescribe cholesterol medicine instead of telling my parents to stop eating cholesterol. You know what I mean? Like, or, or you know, like, like that. But although we're starting to get more doctors now that I think are going the opposite direction. They're saying, hey, the very first thing you need to do with, with you just had a heart attack, it's time to be on a plant-based diet, right? Because you need to lower your cholesterol. Like, you know, and, the, and the best way to lower your cholesterol healthily is to eat vegan. You know what I mean? Like you can take you can take pills, sure, but like then you get into that same cycle that like many of us probably have the same parents that, have that, 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 that are, are in that cycle. And that's a, and it's, you know, you know, you know, sorry, mom, I want to tell the story, but, you know, like, <laughs> but, you know, my, you know, like my own, my own mom, you know, like I'll ask her about, about, you know, like, Hey, if, if you can be plant-based, you know, you can like, you know, you can lower your cholesterol. And then she looks at the sandwich and says, well, how many carbs are in there? You know? And I'm, I'm like, ma, like not, not, not one pill in that box is about carbs. You know what I mean? Like, 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 t- you know, pick your battles here. You know what I mean? Like, like we gotta, you gotta decide what, what's the most important thing just to, to get out of your body. You know, and so, and so, you know, like, you know, I make this food for them, you know what I mean? Like, and, and they love it, you know, right. and they eat it, right. but then, you know, when I'm gone, they go back to, you know, like with the, with, with the, what's comfortable to them. You know what I mean? Cause I'm not there to cook for them and, you know, and like, and it's not, they don't quite, you know, they're in North Carolina. They don't quite have all the, all the uh, options that we have. Like, you know, Chicago has got a lot of good options now. So it's like, but yeah, we're getting there, but that's the, you know, that's one of the frustrations I find, you know, just in my own life. Yeah. And it just goes back to all the, all the kind of lies that the big meat and dairy, big ag, put out about protein, about carbs, about this or that, about pro, uh, soy, mm-hmm. the, the dangers of soy. Yet Asia has been eating soy for centuries and they are amongst some of the people who live the longest. So uh, just do your research. Don't just yep. believe everything that, oh, vegan food's too expensive or that it's full of chemicals or it's too processed. Uh, no, look into what you're eating. Look into why and how pigs are stuck in cages, you know, gestation crates, their babies are taken away from them. It's, I don't want to go too much into that, but it's... Uh, it's definitely worth your research for the health, but mostly for the animal protection yeah. aspect. Uh, and luckily, my mom went with my sister and I to an animal rights conference that we started going to back in the day. And then I, I basically went every almost every year until COVID. But my mom, I'll tell a story about my mom. Okay. Uh, so she went to this conference with my sister and I and... Uh, she had never been there before. My sister and I had been there a few times prior. And uh, it's very educational. And whether you want to research the information, like I just mentioned, or educate yourself, the facts are still there. So if you keep your head in the sand, the dangers of a heavy animal-based diet um, and the cruelty is still there, whether you 
educate yourself or not. But so my mom did go and she learned a lot and uh, she got back home and my parents would go to a local pub restaurant and she normally ordered a Santa Fe salad and it came with chicken and she ordered it from the server and said, I'll have the Santa Fe salad, but no chicken. And my dad looked at her <laughs> like his head spun around his head or his, uh, yeah, around his neck. And um, he's like, what? And she says, yeah, I'm not going to eat chicken anymore. And so he tells the server, okay, put her chicken on my plate. And so my, at first my mom said, okay. And then they went back and he did it again. And she said, no. <laughs> and she looked at the server and said, do not put a chicken from my salad on his plate. The point is, I don't want to buy the chicken. I'm not eating the chicken. He's not eating the chicken. <laughs> and he's like, well, you're already buying it. And my mom just oh my put gosh. him in his place and said, no. And so then she she went vegetarian and she's pretty much vegan now. And my father, who was a big meat eater, when my mom went vegetarian and she she would still cook meat for him. And it got to the point where... And he loved everything my mom made. Uh, she, she'd make all of the same things that she would make throughout their marriage, uh, but used uh, plant-based meat or, or just left it out. Mm -hmm. Instead of making uh, meat-based uh, meat pasta sauce, just make marinara. Anyway, it got to the point where my dad said, you don't have to cook you know, he, he, well, I think my mom basically said, I'm not going to make meat anymore. I'm not going to cook meat for you anymore. If you want it, you've got to cook it yourself. And he was fine with it. So I was, both my parents progressed so much. And uh, again, my, my father was a big meat eater and he went and he ate a lot of vegetarian meals. So it, it can be done, people. Well, good for your mom. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my mom is 82 and she is in, great shape and great health and she is on she's only on one medicine because she's got a heart defect and now she's okay. got a pacemaker but it wasn't heart disease and it wasn't due to her diet right um but she is not on all the pills she doesn't have the pill box and all that so i feel very fortunate that my 82 year old mother is um seeing you know the health benefits and also has the compassion to to adopt a vegan diet yeah Good for her. Yeah, and your parents are on their way. I hope. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, that you know, they, I think they're they're definitely eating healthier. I mean, like, and they're open to it. That's yeah. that's half the yeah. battle right yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I've opened the door a little bit for them. And you know, I'm like, like, I go over there and I do. I see some Beyond Meat in their in their their freezer sometimes. You know, so I think yeah, like that's so, good. I think they're yeah, they get it. So, well, this was a wonderful conversation. I loved yeah. hearing all about it. And uh, again, I'd love to have you on again for uh, maybe a taste testing. Where we can really promote the products and get good photos and videos of everything. I'd love to bring some food. That'd be great. So tell everybody uh, how they can help support your mission and where they can order online or come visit. Yeah, well, so so we're at um, you know we're in the X Market, which is at uh, Montrose and Clarendon, right off the right off the Lakeshore Drive on Montrose, to 804 West Montrose. Um, and we're there like uh, 11 to 8 every day. Is uh, the food halls open? 
Uh, so you can come, you know, certainly you can come at any any day of the week and, and eat. And there's, you know, and there's not just me. There are there are five other really great restaurants there. Like you know, like I, I would not be in a collection of people that were that were not serving like you know like equally great food. There's tacos. There's pizza. There's uh, um, sushi. There's um, uh, another comfort food. Kale. My name is there. Um, and then there's a, a uh, and there's a, a really great donut and coffee shop there. Uh, they got a great market there. Like it's a, it's it's a convenience. It, it is the convenience market for vegans. You know, like yeah. you walk in there, you can get anything you want. They have, we have they have fried eggs there now. I haven't even tried those yet. But they have, we have steaks. We have like, uh, you know, any, any kind of meat you can think of. Like uh, all the different broths. You know, like anything you might want to cook with. So like that's it's a great, really it's a great one stop shop. Yeah. And they have got a bar. We have you know, the cocktail bar. We are in DoorDash now too. So if you're in the if you're within the you know 15 minute radius of there or 20 minute radius, so you can you can uh, find us on DoorDash and get it delivered if it's in the cold months coming up here mm-hmm. and um and then like, like we talked about if you know if you know somebody that's got a bar or a restaurant that, that might be interested in, in a plant-based option like i, I want to be that guy you know and i, I want to help them out i'm definitely going to be spreading the word about that and i'm going to do an action urging people to reach out to their favorite bar or restaurant in their neighborhood and urge them to reach out to you Sure. You can find us uh, on Instagram at, at Chicago Not Dogs. It's probably the easiest place most people have. Or, Instagram. Or my, you know, my email is brian at chicagonotdogs.com. Oh. B-R-I-A-N. You got it. Yep. Wonderful. It's the only way to spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, Neiman spelled it wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> it, I'm just giving him. He's so funny. So, uh, he is. Anyway, uh, well, it was wonderful talking to you, meeting you. Um, thank you for the wonderful shirt. I'll be wearing that next time. Awesome. On the show. And... Uh, so we appreciate you and what you do, and uh, definitely go visit Chicago Not Dogs at uh, Chicago X Chicago X Market Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you again. Yeah, well, thanks for everything you do. <laughs> thank you. All right, appreciate it. Okay, I want to take a quick moment to thank my friends at Gray Two K USA for their generous support of the show. Please visit gray2kusa.org to find out how they are working to end the cruelty of greyhound racing worldwide. I also want to give a little wrap up to Giving Tuesday, which was this previous Tuesday. Uh, It's the annual uh, kind of fundraising arm of that follow all the days after Thanksgiving when you've got Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Small Business Saturday. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, Giving Tuesday. So here's a breakdown of uh, CAA's work and successes from 2023. Uh, number one is I have a radio show <laughs> that you're listening to. Uh, if Cage Walls Co- Could Talk is uh, is brought to you by uh, Chicago Alliance for Animals, the Partnership to Ban Horse Carriages Worldwide, and Center for Ethical Science. And we're doing this show to hopefully uh, reach more people who will help our campaigns to free animals. Uh, so... We CAA is a very small grassroots organization, but we tackle big issues and we stick with them until we succeed and end whatever animal suffering we are fighting. We don't spend money or exp- on expensive mailings, fancy newsletters, graphic designers, or office space, nor will we send you knickknacks that you don't need and that won't help liberate animals. What makes us different and successful is that our work is spent on putting out easy, effective daily actions that pressure decision makers to do the right thing and end animal exploitation in their communities. We also reach out to the media with press releases, op-ed pieces, and letters to the editor as media is key to reaching a much broader broader audience. And instead of simply posting or sharing stories of, of animal abuse, 
we give people the tools they need to take just one minute a day to speak out against animal cruelty. So you feel like you are actually making a difference instead of feeling hopeless. And you are making a difference when you reach out. Even one minute a day, uh, making a phone call, sending an email, sending a Facebook message, sending a tweet, an Instagram message to to decision makers is really powerful. And, and they work. Um, our work has proved it. So over Memorial Day weekend, I spoke on behalf of Chicago's The Vegan Museum at the Sulzer Library in uh, Lincoln Square. My presentation focused mainly on how the Chicago Alliance for Animals banned horse carriages in such a short time, which was two and a half years. We did this with no paid staff, very little funding, no celebrity support, and no accidents or fatalities during our campaign. Uh Another major campaign we're working on is to uh, urge the village of Lincolnwood, which is just northwest of the city of Chicago, to simply enforce their own laws. They have uh, their, their own law prohibits the keeping and selling of naturally wild animals. And they are part of Cook County, which passed a law back in 2016, prohibiting the sale of rabbits from pet stores. They have continued to opt out of the Cook County Consumer Animal Protection Ordinance that prohibits the sale of rabbits. And by doing so, they are putting major pressure and um, costs and emotional distress on rabbit rescuers and local animal rescues and shelters who just don't have enough space, foster homes or cages for all the rabbits that are dumped and abandoned in Chicagoland on a daily basis. Uh, we protested Lincolnwood's turkey trot the Sunday before Thanksgiving, and we testified two nights ago at their board meeting, and we'll be going again next Tuesday, December 5th at 7.30 p.m. at Lincolnwood's Village Board Hall, uh, I'm sorry, Lincolnwood's Hall, uh, to, pro to uh, testify on behalf of the rabbits and spur the African tortoise who was trafficked here to Chicagoland and who has languished in a tiny display case for more than 30 years. She never gets to feel sunshine on her shell. She never gets to be outside. She never gets to feel a breeze. Uh, she never has companionship of, with others of her kind. And she can't roam. She's stuck in a approximately four by six display case where she tries to climb the tiled walls of her case and... Uh, it's very inhumane. And cages are meant to be temporary. They're not meant for long periods of time. She's been in this artificial display case for more than 30 years. And it's time that the village of Lincolnwood enforces the laws on their books. And by doing so, they, they would urge the owner of the animal store to finally allow Spur to get to sanctuary. We have a sanctuary in Arizona, which would be much more comparable to her habitat in Africa, 80 to 90 degrees, where right now she's up against a cold display window where uh, it's freezing from you know October till May or June in Chicagoland. So it's very inhumane and we need your help to reach out to Lincoln Woods officials, uh, Mayor Patel, and urge them to finally enforce their laws and allow Spur to go to sanctuary and ban the sale of wild animals. We've also testified for Rocky the Coyote um, every month before Cook County 
commissioners and the Forest Preserve District of Cook County. Um, Rocky was found as a pup more than five years ago. Uh, He was socialized like a dog, but then he was stuck in a cold metal cage in Chicago's Forest Preserve, so in the middle of a forest, all alone. And he's been stuck in this cage for more than five years. And he has to suffer through Chicagoland's cold, bitter winters without a companion. Last year, when we went on Christmas to document his conditions when it was about zero degrees with 48 below wind chill. All he had was a barren plastic doghouse with no straw. Uh, he's a pack animal, like a dog, who craves attention. He, because he was raised like a dog, he, he's excited when he sees people come to his cage, especially his handlers who come to him with treats and toys, just like they would with a dog. Nobody in their right mind would approve of keeping a dog in a metal cage that they can't escape from in the middle of Chicagoland's bitter cold winters with no enrichment and no protections from the elements uh, for more than five years. Again, cages are meant to be temporary, not permanent. We have a uh, sanctuary for him. The wild animal sanctuary in Colorado will take him at no charge to uh, Cook County taxpayers. Yet Chicago, or I'm sorry, Cook County's Board of Commissioners approved spending nearly, if not more than $150,000 to expand his cage. Size of a ca- his cage is, isn't really the issue. I mean, it's great that he has a little bit more space, but he's still in a cage and he has no companionship. So we will keep fighting for Rocky and urging the commissioners to allow him a coyote companion that can be very slowly and carefully introduced to him. And we'll be testifying again for Rocky at the December Forest Preserve District of Cook County Board meeting. In addition to these two busy campaigns, uh, CAA and the Partnership to Ban Horse Carriages Worldwide actively mentors advocates around the world in their quest to ban horse carriages in their cities. After working and guiding advocates with Ban Horse Carriages Philadelphia and Revolution Philadelphia for the last couple of years, the local activists arrived for their monthly educational outreach in January, only to find the horses off the street and the last remaining stable emptied and closed. Stephanie Curson and Tiffany Stair are now working to bring electric carriages to the city of brotherly love. And they're working to pass legislation to be the next city to end the exploitation and suffering of gentle horses on urban streets. And CAA will help them in every way we can. My partners in Dallas, New York City, Savannah, and Boston are also very active and are continually putting out actions, urging their followers to urge their city officials to do the right thing. We also have chapters in Atlanta, Charleston, Charlotte, Indianapolis, Krakow, Lexington, Malta, New Orleans, St. Louis. We have so many chapters, but we need people on the ground in those cities to help us. So uh, we are also partnering, partnering with the Humane Society of the United States to ban the sale of new fur in Chicago. A bill was introduced in July. So if you live in Chicago, we need you to reach out to your alder person and urge them to support and co-sponsor this bill to ban the sale of new fur in Chicago. All of this information on our campaigns and how you can help can uh, be found on Facebook, or you can reach out to me at Chicago Alliance for Animals at gmail.com.
I'm sorry, gmail.com. You can reach out to us through Chicago Alliance for Animals.org. We need uh, gifts, donations to keep us, uh, to allow us to keep doing this important work. Um, and your donations will help us free Rocky, free Spur, ban horse carriages, and the sale of fur in Chicago, and so much more. So thank you for listening today. Um, thank you for your support. And definitely please reach out to me with any questions or concerns. Talk to you next Saturday. I hope you'll tune in. Thank you.